0: You're listening to another message from Generation City Church.
1: Who hasn't been thrown a curveball in life? Maybe that's more the the uh, the statement that needs to be out there. So a curveball, and I'll just put it back into Australian terms because even though it's a baseball term, so the bowler is bowling the ball, there's pitching the ball, and the... Batter is waiting. Okay, so he's in the pitch, he's waiting and he can see. And he's expecting the ball to come in the normal way and that he can just hit it. But there's a bit of a spin on it and it goes in a direction that he doesn't expect. A curve ball. Have you had that where life has just been going amazing and you've got it all planned out, it's mapped... And then suddenly something just out of the blue just takes place. And you just wonder where is God in the midst of all of that? Well, I'd want to remind you that as Christians, that we are not, we do not escape trials and tribulations. In fact, it's in the word of God that we will face these things. And I want to just draw your attention and remind you about John 16, verse 33. From the Amplified Version, and it says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace and confidence. In the world you will have tribulation and trials and distress and frustration, but be of good cheer, take courage, be confident, certain, undaunted, for I have overcome the world, I have deprived it of power to harm you and have conquered it for you. I love that. So we will have tribulation and trials and distress and frustration. Maybe that describes your morning before church. (laughs) I don't know. But with whatever we are facing, it says, take courage, be confident, certain, undaunted. God is with us and the power to destroy us has been removed because of the power on the cross and so when we go through these things let me just remind you very very quickly just a few things that we need to remember when curveballs come at us we need to believe confidently that God is hearing our prayers that is hearing the cries from our heart In Psalm 34, verse 15, it says, The eyes of the Lord watch over those who do right. His ears are open to their cries for help. The Lord hears his people when they call to him for help. He rescues them from all their troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted, he rescues those whose spirits are crushed. The righteous person faces many troubles, but the Lord comes to the rescue each time. He hears every one of your prayers. At times you may feel that your prayers are hitting the ceiling, but be assured because of the Word of God and the truth that is there for the believers that He is hearing every one of our prayers. And so the next point is watch with expectancy, be prepared for unexpected answers. Sometimes our prayers are answered in a way that we least expect and by people that we least expect, by situations that suddenly turn. Be watchful and expect that God is going to answer your prayers. Don't box him in because that's where disappointment comes in. We are expecting, we're praying such focus prayers that this, this, this and this has to happen, God, and this is what I want by this time. And, do you know, we set ourselves up completely for a failure because God never does it the way we thought. His ways are higher than ours. His thoughts are so much bigger than ours. But in Psalm 130, it says from verse 1, Out of the depths have I cried to you, O Lord, Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to the voice of my supplications. If you, Lord, should keep account of and treat us according to our sins, O Lord, who could stand? But there is forgiveness with you, just what man needs, that you may be reverently feared and worshipped. I wait for the Lord. I expectantly wait, and in his word do I hope. I am looking and waiting for the Lord more than watchmen for the morning. I say more than watchmen for the morning, and I believe this passage of scripture just allows us to be reminded that we stumble and we fall, and the basis for God hearing our prayers is not according to what whether we are living that upright, perfect life. It says here, you know, who can stand? We all sin, but there is forgiveness. And because of that forgiveness, we get back down on our knees and we say, thank you, God. And we wait expectantly for him to work on our behalf when that curveball has been thrown. And so three, put your hope in his word. I love this scripture. It's in Isaiah 41.10. Put your hope in his word. So if... A curveball has been thrown your way. It says here, fear not. There is nothing to fear, for I am with you. Do not look around you in terror and be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen and harden you to difficulties. Yes, I will help you. Yes, I will hold you up and retain you with my victorious right hand of rightness and justice. God is is with you. What are you facing? Get the nourishment and sustainment from the word of God. It is truth. It is the life source that comes and fills you and feed you. Stay away from the self-help books. They are not going to tell you, I will strengthen and harden you to difficulties. Yes, I will help you. There is a promise right there. I will help you. I will hold you up and retain you with my victorious right hand of rightness and justice. God's got you. Wherever you are, God's got you. Psalm 41 3 says, The Lord will sustain and strengthen him on his sickbed. In his illness, you will restore him to health. 4. Trust in the Lord, not in your own understanding. And Proverbs 3 verse 5 and 6 says, Lean on, trust in, and be confident in the Lord with all your heart and mind, and do not rely on your own insight or understanding. In all your ways, know, recognize, and acknowledge Him, and He will direct and make straight and plain your paths. Don't lean on your own understanding. Do not lean on Google. Do not lean on your friend's advice. Do not lean on a fallible source. Lean on God and what he is doing in your life and he will come through. He will. And so, yes, there are trials and there are tribulations. You face them. How did you do? Sometimes we feel that we went really well according to the range of difficulty and other times we just feel like we just completely failed that. And we just got by, by the skin of our teeth, you know, we just got by and God came through. God wants to strengthen us, I believe, so that our lives are victorious, that whatever we are going through, we actually stand out, that the peace that God gives us to overcome is actually something that marks a Christian, a Christ follower the peace that surpasses all understanding despite what is being said to you or, or what has happened, what has taken place in your life or in your family or in your business, that there is a peace and a confidence knowing that God is upholding me, he is sustaining me and he is strengthening me and I don't know what this is going to look like at the end but I know that God is going to go is with me. Do you know your curveball might have been thrown by God or maybe it wasn't but whoever threw the curveball that it doesn't really matter about that side of it God will use it to bring out the best in your life if we just allow him to have his way within us God doesn't send everything but he uses everything he uses everything And so for the last, I think, eight weeks, I've been working at the Calvary Martyr Newcastle Hospital. When I applied for the the job, I don't know that I... I wasn't even looking for work there, but it was within the pastoral care team. And it was really one of those thoughts in my mind that I thought, you know, like, if I could do anything... That's one of the jobs I would really love to do. Anyway, so I went through the process and uh, I was more surprised than anyone believed me when I got the job. So I'm there at the MARTA three days a week. And as you are aware, the MARTA is the oncology, the cancer hospital for around this area. And so I'm listening to stories that are just amazing Stories that are heartbreaking. Stories that um stories from real heroes because they are hanging in there. And so you would agree with me when I say that somebody that has been diagnosed with cancer has been thrown a curveball. Did God send it? Never. 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 Can God use it? Absolutely. And so this morning I want to do an interview with Reza. I don't know. Come on, Reza. Reza is beautiful. Reza's been coming to Gen City Church for uh, three years. Yeah, you can take this. Thank you. And Reza was thrown a curveball. Where would you? Come and see. And so, Reza, life was going wonderful until that day.
0: Yes. Yes, it is. It's
1: we on? Okay, so can you tell us a little bit about your journey?
0: Um, uh, before that, I probably had to say, this is the phase that you have been praying the beginning of the year. I think the whole church was praying for me, so... I just thank you for all the prayers and all those people who supported me all this time and with their prayers and their practical support, their meals. I'm so blessed to be in this church. Well, first of all, I probably have to say that uh, sometimes when we think that everything goes very well in our lives, we think we are in control. Everything seems to look right. But in reality, we're not. Is someone who takes control of her life, and I thought over the years that I have been a Christian, I've been a Christian for nearly 20 years. I would not boast how long it has because it doesn't matter how you start it but how you finish it. But I think um, I thought oh, I'm really doing good, but over the years, I see myself not really that I. Uh, backslide but there is there is something in me that God has put in but I could not put into it and then I'm just trying to work on my own like I'm a single parent for the last 10 years so walking with God and being a single parent it's like I I thought okay I put my trust in God I put my faith in God but it all ends up in my, not, in my mind. I would not really th- thought about, oh, it's not really. I thought it's fate or it's trust, but it's not really at all, because one of the battle of being a single parent is the the battle of being a provider. I know there are some probably parents here that who live on their own, have children of their own. You think you trusted God for your provision but then as long as you have the ability to do it on your own it's not really faith at all it's not really faith at all because faith is like you put your uh, faith is is your response of what God can do in your life rather than doing it your own it's the ability that God does in you rather than doing it but I thought I, I have that so I I always said oh, Lord I trusted you in this trusted you in this but the next thing I do is I'm trusting on my own ability I'm trusting on my own understanding I can do this I have the strength I had I had to take I had to take two jobs at the same time but um it's just like when I I read I look back now when in Hebrews 12 said in Hebrews 12 said that we have um you know when we have to run the race with endurance, looking to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Then at the last end of that, um, uh, on that um, verse is that, lest you will faint in your minds. So there it, there it goes. Over the years, I thought I'm really going good. I still, I'm praying, I am go to church, I tried to involve in some ministry or something, but it's like it's just in my own ability. I tried to fit in everything in my mind because back in my mind, I have other things to do to provide for my son. But I never thought that I fall into a trap of fainting in my mind. Meaning when you say fainting, when you look at it, it means to loosen to become weakened. So I thought that's why when the verse said, take heed, when you thought you're still standing in God, but then you never know you already have fallen. Mm -hmm. So, but in my heart, I always said, Lord, I know, I know deep in my heart that God is doing something. So when, early this year, when we started fasting, I tried to... I wrote in my, actually I wrote in my journal, I said, before Pastor Mari announced the fasting, said I will join this fast, I'll have to seek the Lord and I had to hear him. So I said, Lord, this 2016, I asked you that this would be a different year from the previous years that I just like, there is dryness, there is, There is something that I try to push, but I can't really do it. Something is holding me back. So I said, this would not be the same. I ask you that. I will not be doing the same thing this year. You know what? Sometimes I said, be careful what you ask for, what you pray for. (laughs) Because I've never had symptoms. So then the following three weeks during a fasting, I suddenly feel these symptoms in my stomach. I just feel oh, something, pain every now and then, pain every now and then. Okay, I'll just go to my GP and said, oh, you just have an irritable bowel syndrome. So take this, take this. But then I know and I know. That's the beauty when you're a child of God because when he, do, he will do something in our lives, yeah. in your spirit, he will really tell you. Yeah. If you're just listening, he just gentle spirit. Okay, that's you. The next three weeks, he said, this is not quite right, Lord. There is something wrong. So I said, and the, I, heard, I, I know I heard something, you have this, and you will end like this. I said, what? No, I don't think so. I tried to reason that. No, I, I don't think so. I'm, I'm careful with my health, although I'm working hard, but I try to be uh, living health, healthy and trying to be as healthy as I can. But then the next time that it's not okay, time to go to the emergency department. So I, I went there, and then everything, it got your tested me, and they said, You have cancer. You have bowel cancer. Stage four. And I said, Oh Lord. Well, looking back, this is not, I have been into different types of circumstances in my life when I started my my father died being murdered by a trusted friend my mother died when I went to Australia just four years after being married my husband died so it's just like just so much things going on but over the years I know the Lord was holding me but it's just like the Lord holds me but over the years I started to loosen my hold upon him so I know this is something that the Lord has, is doing to take me back to where I should be. So, and then I said, okay, that the journey begins in the Lord. Mm-hmm. So that I know, and I know deep in my heart that this, is the, this cancer is a way of showing me the plans that he had for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So not just one curveball in your life, but many.
0: So, so many. That's why I said the Bible said that um, God will not give us any trials that are not common to men. There are things that... But it's just a different degree... I look at them as because they are people that I love but this time it's it's for in me. It's it's me personally. It's me personally so I know that God is up to something. So when I just I just thought, okay Lord, this is this is it. I don't know what would happen but I will just try to um, say. Try to keep myself in focus on him because I know and I know that this is what God is doing at the moment. Mm. Mm. So
1: this is what God... or this is what's happening at the moment. So it's in your meantime, really, of trusting God in between the diagnosis... And then waiting for God to come through. But God's already coming through for you, isn't he? What are some of the things that have happened that confirms that God is in this situation
0: for you? Um, when, when you are a child of God, you have to remember we have to know and understand that um, we have, God has a master plan in our lives. God is a God of plan. We know that in the Bible, God of purpose, God of objectivity, that even before the foundation of the world, he already had a master plan in our lives. So we cannot just say that if something comes in our life, whether it's sickness or finances, whatever it is, that it just it by luck or by accident. No, there's, in God there's nothing accident. He did that for a purpose. He Had a reason for it, so I know that with this cancer, when even the, when the doctor said to me, You have cancer stage four, I just look at him, okay. And then my daughter on the side, she was the one crying, so because you know, when you know that you're a child of God, he knows that God is in control. God is, because before, even before I went to the hospital, the sp- those spirit has really have prepared my heart so much about it. So there was complete peace when I received the news. That's the beauty when you are a child of God. It you, you you don't need to be surprised. Because you know and you know that there is a purpose in everything that comes in your life. May it be a good one or a bad one. There is always a purpose because God is a God of purpose. So I just take it, okay, what's next? So I said So I just sort of I just have to have to rely on his promises. Mm -hmm. Because if you have to look back, the Bible is full of hundreds and thousands of promises. But sometimes we forgot to take hold of them because everything is going well in our lives at the moment. But we know that it comes, it is in our adversities, it is in our times of circumstances that God will... will let us experience his goodness and his faithfulness. So you never you never be scared. We have a God. We are a supernatural people. We are, we are not ordinary people. We are peculiar. You, we, we are citizens of heaven walking on earth. So we have to look at it on a heavenly perspective. So we can't, we can't just say that, OK, I just have this for, by accident. No, it's got a purpose in our lives. Mm-hmm. It is a purpose that it is an opportunity for us to, to know him more in a deeper and higher level in our lives. That he wants, it's not only knowing that, but in our circumstances. God wanted to reveal himself to us. His goodness, his faithfulness yeah. in everything in our life. Because that's what he is.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He is so good. I, if, if I just can put into the right words of his goodness, there is, no, there is I can't say anything, it's just goodness of God. Just his goodness.
1: Yeah, I feel a bit overwhelmed by the... Do you realise that we are in the presence of one of God's heroes? Do you know, when we go through the valley experiences, often we hear at the other end, and it's like we have got through and then we hear the story, but we are actually hearing an in-the-meantime story where this is Reza's life, and she doesn't know what's on the other end. She is trusting God. She's trusting God, but do you hear the faith that is in her? This is the reality. She's, let me just remind you that she said when everything was going well, that, you know, there were distractions in life that would take her time and, you know, love God and whatever, but he was just part of her life. And suddenly, when there was a curveball thrown, she grabbed hold and made this the reality There's nothing else works. Nothing else works. And so Risa has stepped in and she's had surgery and she's having chemo now. And so she's doing the things that are being open to her, but she's trusting God every step of the way, believing that God is going to heal her body. Now, one time I dropped in to see Risa... And uh, anyway, she was just on the lounge and she, you know, got up to have a chat with me. And I could see by the slow movement that she was in pain and it wasn't a great day. However, she greeted me with this enormous smile. And you know the story that she told me? Because this just confirms that God is all part of the story and is all part of each and every day. You remember this, Risa. You you
0: tell you tell the people. Yes, you know, the one thing that we sometimes forgot when you have problems and trials that comes or hit you, maybe within the family or in yourself. The one thing that we forgot is to rejoice. Is to to lose the joy. But the Bible said in First Thessalonians that there are three things that we need to do when we have circumstances. Rejoice, pray without ceasing, and give thanksgiving. Yeah. In everything, give thanks, may it be good or bad. When my, my mother died, I did not. I give thanks to God because I know she's in good hands. She know, I know where she's going. Don't, it's, it's in rejoicing that God will reveal himself to us more. That's why we said, consider it for your joy when you face trials, because we know when you face trials, there's already a provision with it. Yeah. Don't you think that that sickness or maybe a problems or circumstances in life there is already not, no solution for that one. When God allows it, not God. I, uh, Pastor Margot already said that it doesn't it not it doesn't come from God. God allows it or uses it to, to make us move into a deeper level of relationship with God because everything in God is relational. It's about relationship. It is about relationship with Him. Sometimes we did. that's why we have to stay focused with Him because it's about relation. That's why we need to rejoice because when we know that there is a problem in our lives there is already a provision, a promise and a provision attached to it. We can't say no to it. Mm -hmm. So you have to smile. That's why when you had a problem, you start rejoicing because you know and you know that when you got a problem, there is the promise of God and there is the provision. So so the bigger your problem, the bigger the promise, the bigger the provision. Just try to imagine with that. So you get excited. You get excited instead of Because you have a choice when you have a problem. You can make yourself depressed, you can make yourself anxious, or you can have all these things and have a pity party, but it doesn't change your situation. We have have to, to understand and realize that we are a kingdom people. We are a child of God. We have the access of everything that God has. We are seated with Jesus in the heavenly places. Just imagine that. Yes. So if you say you are seated in heaven, sickness doesn't exist in heaven. So I know I have this. It's not denying that I have cancer. I'm not denying that it stays for. But I know and I know that it will not stay with me forever. Yes. <laughs> because as a child of God sickness and being a child of God cannot be in the same time in the same space one has to go so it's your choice so I uh, me I will choose I'll stay with God sickness has to go because it doesn't exist it, it doesn't exist in heaven it doesn't exist to us because we are a child of God so I said when it comes to our healing healing is, is the same as salvation. It's a gift. You just have to claim it. Uh, but you need to walk on it by faith. That's what the reason God, I believe the reason, one of the reasons that God has put me into this situation is this. I needed an upgrade. <laughs> of course. Oh. When things go in your cell, when things, you, you got a problem circumstances, that's the purpose of what God is doing. You need, we need an upgrade of things, the area in your life that needs to be upgraded. Because God doesn't want, doesn't want for us to just stay like this, coming to church every Sunday. But all the rest of the week, we live on our own. No, it cannot be. We should be um, just like, you know, in my life, with my circumstances, I, I, I look at it as I needed an upgrade to go up to a level to a higher level with God in my relationship with God. Yeah. You know, and um, you know when your computer keeps freezing or hanging up or yeah. slowing down, what would you do? You have to upgrade to the next <coughs> new program. So, I believe that's what is doing in me at the moment. I need an upgrade. Because I believe every circumstance is engineered by God to move us to a higher level of our faith, of our relationship, our intimacy with him. Mm. Mm. Yeah.
1: So I guess it's at that point that we have the decision, will we go with the upgrade or will we get bitter and resentful and disappointed with the way things have gone in our life? We get that choice. On that particular day when I arrived, and Rees is just very happy. um, she said to me, "You won't believe what just happened." And it was all part of God's provision during this situation that she's been travelling through. And uh, she said, "I just really felt like some banana bread." And of course she can't get out and about because she wasn't in that place. just felt like some banana bread. And anyway, she heard a knock at the door. And you would not believe, but one of our the women in the church arrived with warm banana bread just out of the oven. Does God care about every part of our life? Absolutely. And I believe that God wants to use each of us in other people's curveball situations. You know, for that woman to just think to cook some banana bread. You know, that probably just seemed to her like it was a good idea at the time. And she's a good cook, and if she ever arrives on your doorstep with it, then, you know, be really happy too. Um... But that was an answer, a simple answer. Is that going to change Risa's life? No, no, not the circumstance. No, the situation that she's in. But it was part of God's um, provision and confirmation and blessing. I am with you. I am sustaining you. I am upholding you. I can hear your cries. I can hear what is in your heart. And I can provide banana bread. Let's all be so much more open to those, you know, those little taps by the Holy Spirit. Why don't you do? Why don't you ring? Why don't you go? Why don't you speak? You know, all of those things we can just think that we're conjuring up in our own mind. But as child, children of God, we have a higher purpose, and God wants to use each of us to be able to be the answer to prayers that we don't even know are being prayed. So, Reza, just in closing, what else would you like to say? I just think that she could be here preaching, and you are. It's awesome.
0: There is so much to say. And I know, um, Yeah, sometimes when we are hit by a problem or trials, the first thing that we have to ask is, we have to ask to question God. Why? In my situation, I could have done that. I could have, yeah, because mm-hmm. I'm a single parent. I have a 12-year-old son. Mm-hmm. I need to provide. I need to look after him. I need to pay him. And I could have said, God, why, why me? Why pick me? So it's just like we're trying to do the question why. But I, I learned over times that we should never do that because we know that a child of God, everything that happens to us has a purpose. When you use the question why, it's a question of a victim, mm-hmm. of a loser. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But in God, we are more than conquerors. Yeah. We are designed to conquer. That's what the Bible said, we are more than conquerors. We are victorious. So, that, so what question? I, I, with all my learnings from this time, I've learned that there would be a proper questions to ask God instead of using why.
1: Yeah.
0: When a, in the book of Acts, when the Pentecost happened, people were overwhelmed they were baffled what's going to happen, what's what's this, what's this. The questions that they ask is, what does this mean, Lord? Mm-hmm. So you said, so I said, what does this mean, Lord? So he's just trying to ask God, so what do you mean? Why why I have this? So you, the answer would be, because I want to move you to a higher level. I What does this mean? So it's just like, I, I am giving this for you for a reason. That I would elevating you. And now, and one thing is, when you ask a question, why? It will, you'll never get an answer. Mm-hmm. You'll never get an answer. Mm-hmm. But when you say, because this question, what does this mean, Lord? You are looking or exploring what is in the mind of God. Why is it, what is his will for, he, for this to to be in your life for this situation and the next question would be what should I do now it's just like what's next so God will said the battle is not yours it's mine yeah. so what you do is be still that's the always when I went to the hospital for my surgery everyone who prayed for me from the Philippines and from all my friends there's all there's these words that they always said to me be still and know that I am God. The bottle belongs to me. It is not yours. Just be still. But in your stillness, there, this is the time that you need to know to dig deeper, to deepen your trust in God, to, to depend on his promises, to take hold of his promises. Now, I'm not, uh, when it comes to healing, I just pray, Lord, this is what your promise. I look at it at uh, when you look at this in Isaiah when he said we are he is he went uh, when he, he is um, he went to the cross and he was bruised with our iniquities he was and it said there at the end that by his stripes you are healed when you go to the new testament in first peter 2 24 he personally bore our sins and sickness to the cross that He died for our sins and that we can die with him with our sins and alive and rise up into righteousness with him. And by his stripes, we have been healed. So you see, it's always past tense because it's already done. It's considered done, but God honors our faith. Honors our faith. So we have to take hold of all the promise. I went back all the promise. I printed all the hundreds and hundreds of promises about healing. And I'm confessing it every day. You need to confess it into your life. Because, you know, there is power in your confession. There's power in your words. You're speaking the words of God. It is alive. What did it say? For for the word of God is alive, is active, powerful, penetrating even into the dividing of your soul and spirit, into your bones and marrow. So with your words, you can command our body. We can command. It will listen to our to the words that we speak. Mm-hmm. And you speak the words of God, you create that image. So I create that image of healing in my body. I I will imagine that when I speak the words of God, I have been healed, it's been done. I just am receiving it. I will walk on it. So I will speak. Immune system, you have to be strong to ward off all these cancer cells that are still floating in my blood system. You have to get out. You have to get out. So when I go to my chemo treatment, I have to pray for my chemo drugs. You cannot harm me. I don't have side effects. Yeah. You cannot harm me. If there is side effects, God will stop it straight away. That's why when I start feeling all this tingling in because of the numbness on my body with the, with the, one of the effects of the drugs, you know, I asked the Lord, Lord, I don't want this. I can't stand this and let this stop. So when I told my doctor, okay, we'll stop it. I Jump for joy. <laughs> Thank you, Lord, for hitting me. They stop it. And then the nurse, when the, when I started my next treatment, the nurse said, oh, why is it that this drug is stopped? Well, I, I should have told her, it's God. Yeah. <laughs> you see, so every time I had, you see, it's like, you just have to stand in faith. No one can do it for you. I know I thank, I was thankful for all the prayers that everyone offered, but it is us that we can speak the word of God for our healing. So in the meantime that I'm walking my journey towards my complete healing and total healing, while waiting in the meantime, I'm seeking God, deepening my relationship with him, and I'm doing my instead. In Isaiah 61, I said, beauty instead of ashes, oil of joy instead of mourning, and the garments of praise instead of a heavy spirit. Because it is our instead. Because if you finish reading that chapter, there is an instead that there is a double recompense so double of your trouble. So I believe. So I don't I'm not yet looking at the end of my journey because right now I still have to enjoy my journey with God. Because every day He reveals new things. Every day He's doing it. And there's one thing before I forgot. There's a very there is a very special question that you need to ask God in every situation in your life. It said this I learned over time that he said, "What do you want to be now? What do you want to be for me now? That you cannot be in some other time. What in everything? What do you want to be now for me? That you can't be another time." I was washing the dishes one one morning, and I just said that, "What do you want to be now?" for me Lord that you can't be in another time in my life and I just sing I don't know if anyone here uh, know this song I am the Lord that telleth thee I am the Lord I just suddenly sing that and I know I'm healed so if ever if maybe you you feel anxious or you feel nothing or you not peaceful he just asked God what do you want to be for me now that you can't be in some other time I'll be your prince of peace. So in closing, I just... I just... thank God for this situation. Because if cancer has not inflicted me, I would not know how faithful and good God is. Truly, it's that moving from... moving from faith to experience. Because... Our knowledge with God without corresponding experience is no knowledge at all. We really don't know God at all until we experience and encounter how good He is, how faithful He is. How would I know if God is my healer if I don't have any sickness? How know I God? How know, how would I know that I am victorious and I have not gone into battle? How would I know that God is my Jehovah Jireh if he ha- I don't I haven't experienced any lack in my life? It is an experience with God that matters. Thanks, I
1: pray that you take the principles of what Reza has shared this morning into your own life and allow allow the message to be massaged into your own life, whatever your situation is, whatever you are facing that just seems so incredibly difficult, God is there for you, just exactly the same as he is there for Reza. Why don't we all stand, and I'm going to ask Marty, would you like to come and pray for Reza?